polls have closed on election day here in Canada. My election day continues on, but before I get into that, I gotta say that uh, I'm uh, I was feeling all gung ho this weekend to do this uh, to talk all about election and politics and positive change, but due to recovery from uh, you know this and that, uh, it just didn't really happen, and and so I'm feeling a little bit bluer and less peppy about talking about change in the world than I was earlier this weekend, but I have a hot toddy made with Canadian whiskey and a couple of lemons and a fresh sack of tasty nuggers. So uh, with those accompanying me somehow, some way, we'll keep on rolling down and talk about A, the Canadian election that's just going down uh, tonight, and then B, we're going to uh, fill out my USA voting ballot uh, and you know, just going to talk over the issues a little bit and so uh, you guys can give me a hand, so to speak, about how to vote. All right, you guys are all right with that? Thought so. Remember to vote, because if you don't, you can't complain. So I'm, uh, I'm having podcast flashbacks. A couple years ago, I was down at the same school at about the same time uh, to be the last voter in Canada. I really came down to the wire last time because it was dark, rainy night. And, uh, well, the ad- you know, I just I couldn't find this school, right? It was some school, and the address, you had to meander through this neighborhood. I didn't know where it was, but I finally got in, and I voted, and I, I made a whole podcast about it. But, well, I record a whole bunch of bits and pieces of doing the voting and then heading down to a post-election get-together downtown and getting some commentary. So I got all these files, these audio files, stashed on some hard drive that I can't really remember. And, uh Maybe this will be impetus to bust them out, but this today is, is a little bit, uh, it's like bonus voting day. Um, now, I'm not going to get all mushy and personal with you, but uh, plus I, I hardly have any batteries going on this uh, recorder, and, uh, and I want to take you in and go do some voting. Uh, so I'm not going to give a bunch of commentary because once I get going, because I got a lot to say about this election, because not just one election, there's two elections, and and I'm not getting all personal, but I I'm a dual citizen, so I vote in both countries, and I I make sure to take the opportunity to vote every single time I can, uh, and and I rarely pick a winner as it turns out, but uh, I, and I don't think that's going to change tonight. But I got a lot to say about uh, strategic voting and the different parties and how things work in Canada compared to other countries because no one really seems to know and it's there's something interesting about it. And also I'm going to fill out my U.S. absentee ballot tonight. So for the record, it's October 14th, so it's voting day in Canada. And the voting day in Canada is different every time because they call an election and so it can really happen whenever, whereas the U.S. is November 4th, uh, first Tuesday in November. But uh, I'm going to do mine tonight so I can get it in the mail to make sure my vote is counted uh, before uh, all the shakedown happens and Armageddon comes and, and whatnots. So now that it is election day, all your pre-research and your preparations have been done. You've read all the platforms, you've studied your candidates, you've watched the debates, you've put a yard sign to possibly to promote your favorite candidate or put a little something up on your website or your blog, a little bad. You've done all that, right? You've discoursed with your friends and, and uh, engaged in lively debate to sort out the conundrums that you have. You've considered the different options that you have for voting. How do you place your vote? You've done all that, right? Because, you know, if you don't vote, you're not allowed to complain. So uh, 
I'm going to head on in here, and I'd really plan to do this in advance so you could uh, have a little bit of a voter's guide. But, uh, well, that didn't happen. I, you know, I just, uh, it's been a, it's been a kind of a hectic year for, uh, for, for me on account of, I, I had this emergency appendectomy just not too long ago. I was on my way to the DOA show, had this pain in my belly and I was like, oh wow. And my, my buddy Traubin, the Chinese medicine doctor said, man, you should probably go see a doctor. So I did. And he was like, get thee to thine hospital with expediency. And I'm not going to go into the whole story, but man, it was kind of a gong show. And I was just getting back on my feet. I got thwacked with a mighty, mighty cold. And, uh, and I haven't had a cold for three, four years. Uh, maybe longer. I mean, I went in to get some cold medicine out of my little uh, kit and everything had expired in 02, 03. So, so I did the only sensible thing and just popped by the liquor store uh, and got some provisions to make uh, some hot toddy, uh, hot toddy or two or perhaps three. Um, I'm doing it with some Canadian whiskey because I'm a bit thrifty and uh, they didn't have a lot in small bottles. I'm not much of a liquor drinker. But while I was there, I found a couple of really tasty premium looking beers I picked up as well. So uh, hopefully that will help me get a little bit of rest. But so on election day, your first step though is to have a little bit of a hoot. So you can put yourself in the right frame of mind. So when you go in there that ballot booth, you can really make the right decision and you can listen to your conscience and 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 do what you think is, is right rather than what you think you you're supposed to do so uh all right so what i'm going to do is i'm going to have a little toke here and i'm going to head on in um to the school uh it's a little elementary school or community school it says i'm assuming it's elementary because everything looks kind of small here at uh in north van so you just sit tight now and i'm going to have a little tokey toke and i can't do this with you here because i've run out of hands i got the lighter the little nug jar the pipe and the recorder so you're going to have to hang out, and we'll meet up again inside. Oh, and here's a wee nugget of knowledge. So, unlike America, Canada has five, and well, I should say the United States of America, Canada has five and a half time zones. The half is meaning it's a half-hour delay. That's Newfoundland time. This is Atlantic, beyond the eastern central mountain and Pacific. The polls close at 7 o'clock. It's about 20 till right now, and I'm here on the west coast, obviously. So uh, there's also a complete moratorium on publicly and disseminating any information about election results, no like on-site um, polls or anything like that. So you just never know what's shaken down until uh, the polls close here on the West Coast, and then it goes into election fury on the television for the rest of the evening. What do you need? This or this? Both. Great. You'll need to show your driver's license to the What's people at 44 also. This one here. They're going to have you vote at Upper Lynn, I think. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, geez, Which... I better boogie. <laughs> and if you're not on their roster, they're going to have to register yep. you on there. Cool. Thanks. I mean, I just moved, so it's basically the same Perfect. thing. Perfect. Okay, so you get to show this again yeah, at if you're on table number 44, right behind us. All right, thank you. Hello. No, it won't work. Perfect. No? Okay. All right. Try to be too smart. Ah, great. All right, well, I better boogie. Where do I go? Yeah, you're, you have to go up to Berlin. We're going to have to register there. Okay. So get in and tell them right away that that's what you're needing to do. You have to be in the door before 7. Okay. 
It's a school? It's an elementary school. Okay. So off the of mountain highway, turn to your right. Okay. Great, thanks. Yeah, why don't you write it down for me? It's tough to miss it. Over there with no lineup. Okay, thanks. Hello, 1540. Thank you. Okay, cool, thanks. Perfect. I thought it was Jack Layton there for a second. <laughs> Here, but I'm in the battle in the little polling station. It's just a little cardboard uh, sleeve here to put around you. But I'm gonna take a snapshot of the ballot here because it's pretty cool. It's not this big, long, complicated thing. It's just a half dozen. Oh crap! A half dozen names on there, and you just uh, they give you a little pencil here. It's like a golf pencil. And so I got a libertarian, Tanya Odain, Don Bell, the liberal who's the incumbent, Michael Acharios, the NDP candidate, Andrew Saxton, the conservative, and Jim Stevenson, the Green Party candidate. He's the one that's getting my ex. Leave the golf pencil there. All right, catch you on the outside. outside so they close the doors at seven o'clock and if you're in by seven you're all good but I don't know how much of this uh, you caught but uh, let me catch you up to speed here although well uh, so I went to the first station and it turns out you got to be all organized by neighborhood and I just you know I'm not very detail-oriented so I cruised up here got in at five minutes till got registered with the new address and then they divide into uh, neighborhoods. And this is, they made a few changes in the election process this year in Canada. You gotta show ID, you used to not have to show ID, which it sounds kind of quaint. Um, and then also, and everything's like super paper-based, right? And like there's paper list of all the electors, meaning people who vote, and uh, there's no electoral college or anything like that. Uh, and then they got the list of all the addresses and then they cross-reference all your stuff. Where the hell did I park? Where am I doing? Okay, 
Uh, so I boogied out of there and I squealed tires up here to one that's actually quite a bit closer to my house, which makes a lot of sense. And, uh, and got in there and got registered, got sorted out and filled out my ballot. There's like four people in line behind me, so I wasn't completely the last vote in Canada, but definitely within the last. But the interesting thing there is a little bit of an odd social media observational experiment there. Uh, in Canada, there's like a complete news embargo, right? Until 7 o'clock, you can't put any news out because they don't want to influence voters because if there was, you know, the people in BC would be less inclined to vote because, you know, what's the use, man? You know all the results before you even go to your polling place so it's kind of a bummer but that was kind of the same thing i was dealing with um on on my end because uh the results from all the rest of canada at 701 you know them all oh and uh but at the end of the day i don't really expect things in canada to be too significantly different as far as the seat counts go but i'll get into that into that a little bit more uh the good news is i got my cool little ballot and the ballot's great graphic design i love the layout and the design of them they're very simple and elegant i put my x in there for the green party candidate in my case it was jim stevenson and uh now i'm going to go uh celebrate with a bit of a hoot and work on my u.s ballot which is a long lengthy tome with an instruction guide to go with it come along won't you what was the night in the budget over but the stakes are getting higher i'm frightened of collateral damage and of friendly fire and i don't believe we can defeat no axis of evil by putting smart bombs in the hands of dumb people in pop and politics they ask me what the use is I offer them my acupuncturist and my masseuses while looking down the corridor out to where my mum is waiting I'm looking for the new world order you know where our country is in the new world order Right up the arsehole of the United States of America. We'll have a ride back to the Lynn Valley headwaters to sort out the wreckage that is the Canadian election. Uh, you know, it was like, I kind of, you got to be practical and you kind of got to know what's up, right? And a lot of people were getting really optimistic because it was time for change and there's tides of change sweeping the world. And in Canada, I thought, oh yeah, all these progressive parties are going to take power away from the conservatives. But you know, uh, can't help but being a little suspicious and, and wary. And never, uh, you know, a lot of folks where I live here in Vancouver, they would never think, oh, yeah, they're not voting conservative, but we're in a little insular thing in an urban environment, right? And uh, there's this whole swath of Canada and any other country, the rural folk. Seems to be a lot of them go to church on Sundays, drive ATVs on Saturdays, have a kind of different value set. But you got to understand it's where they're from. And I think that mm, you can knock the right all you want, right? But they're smart enough to know that when the going gets tough, you uh, find a few things you can rally around together and they bond up. And that's kind of what's gone down in the Canadian election where it used to be the conservative folk, the right of center folk, were chopping up their, splitting their vote 
and the well, you know, hold on. I'm not, I better back up just to give a little bit of background for the internationals and and uh, United Statesers out there, because goodness knows I know anyone uh, in the states. There's very few of them that pay any attention to the Canadian elections. Let me pause for a beverage and a hoot. You know, since you're hanging out. All right, so uh, Canada's government works a little bit more like the European model than the American model. Uh, There's the House of Commons or the Parliament, uh, and there's all these members of Parliament, and it's kind of like in the the U.S., if the Speaker of the House were the Prime Minister, kind of. It's whoever, whichever party uh, has the most seats in in the House of Commons, it forms a government. In some cases, it's in a minority government, but they just have more seats than any other party, so they form the government. Or sometimes it's a majority government, in which case the party can really push through their policies and platforms because they can outvote anyone else, right? So it's kind of like in the U.S. if the president and the uh, House or the Senate um, are both the same party, it kind of uh, makes things happen a little faster. Most all the big decisions in Canada are made uh, in the House of Commons. There's also a Senate in Canada, but they're an appointed Senate uh, and not an elected Senate. Um, so it's kind of more of a an elder statesman uh, body who take on big projects and intellectual uh, endeavors for the good of Canada. So the House of Commons is where it all sort of shakes down. In this last session of Parliament that was just dissolved, well, I guess yesterday, or I guess when they called the election, uh, there was five different parties plus independents represented within the, within the House. Uh, there's the Conservative Party. Now, the Conservative Party is uh, they they uh, they're a relatively new party. There used to be the Progressive Conservatives, which I know sounds like an oxymoron. They sort of rolled with it, uh, and then they uh, they were defeated mightily, and the party just sort of disintegrated. And out of the ashes, the Conservative folk uh, rallied up with the Reform, which became the Canadian Alliance Party, and these just sort of different uh, right wing coalitions. And they kind of coalesced around being the Conservative Party and uh, uh, got their agenda back on the, on the front burner. During that time, the Liberal Party, who's the other bigger party in Canada, really took advantage of the right-wing vote splitting and, and uh, had, a, had a lot of, uh, well, they, they were running the show for quite some time. Now, the third party uh, in there is the Bloc Québécois. And this is kind of an anomaly, and it's kind of hard to explain unless you know the situation with Quebec. Quebec doesn't consider themselves a province. They consider themselves a nation within the nation, and they're very adamant to bring this up as often as possible. But there's people uh, all over the spectrum in Quebec, some who want to just, yeah, we're, we're good with this, let's roll with it, some who really want Quebec to be its own uh, country. The Bloc Québécois really looks out specifically for the interests of the, of the large, uh, well, the, the, the multicultural province of Quebec, and uh, but they get they rally a lot of power, so they end up usually having the third most seats in the house. Uh, coming in fourth is the NDP, the New Democratic Party, and this is a a, a left of center party. Uh, by most observations, farther left than the Liberals, although they've certainly drifted uh, more towards the center. But I'm a little cynical about them because 
uh, our buddy Dana Larson, you longtime listeners remember when we talked to Dana Larson, who used to be the editor of Cannabis Culture Magazine, uh, he used to run for parliament for the Marijuana Party. And the Marijuana Party was gaining quite a bit of traction running candidates in a lot of uh, ridings, areas, regions, districts, whatever you call them. Um, and the NDP said, no, no, let's just roll up the Marijuana Party. Now we're all pro-cannabis. It's going to be all good. And and so a lot of these Marijuana Party candidates stopped running as Marijuana Party candidates. In some cases ran as NDP guys like Dana Larson and had some success and really had a, a good visibility. And this year, they, uh, for whatever reason, uh, they'd noticed that he smokes pot. Holy shit. Are you kidding me? The guy, that's what he does. He's a seed salesman. Do you not look at his employment thing? Do you not follow him along? Do you not know that he was the editor of cannabis culture? Did you not think that a guy who smoked publicly at hundreds of events and given speeches and, and isn't going to, and you're surprised when there's a video of him smoking joints on YouTube. Now I will say that it was a mouthful of joints. I mean, he had, had, probably 20 joints stuck in his mouth. But it was sort of some, seemed to be some sort of uh, contest or uh, something like that. I haven't actually seen the video, but it's, uh, uh, it's just kind of annoying that that kind of stuff still comes up on the, on, on the agenda. Now, the next party uh, is the Green Party. And the Green Party has really taken a big jump in the popular vote over the last recent years. But they've only had one seat in Parliament, which uh, they lost. Uh, tonight and it, the guy uh, was elected through the Liberal Party, but then changed parties, which isn't all that um, uh, like it happens, right? Like it's not all that unusual. Uh, so there was a Green Party candidate, and that helped the Green Party get in. So they were able to participate in the debates and really be treated like a major party this year. And Elizabeth May, who's a national leader, uh, uh, and Adrian Carr, who's a deputy leader and running here out of Vancouver, uh, both acquitted themselves exceptionally well in all the debates. And you know, I really followed along with all the televised stuff, and really brought the agenda up. Uh, and so now the Greens, the popular vote has gone for them nationally has gone from like 3 to 6%. But the way the federal election funding works, for each vote they get like a buck seventy or whatever for their campaigning. So that's why another reason I cast my vote. I mean, I didn't think my boy here, Jim Stevenson, even though I'm rocking his yard sign, was going to win, right? But I really wanted to, uh, and there's a lot of talk down the stretch here, and go back to the, the left splitting up the vote. There's a lot of people who think the Liberals, the NDP, and the Greens should form a coalition and bond together and all this kind of stuff. However, that just dilutes the, the, the positions that I think are really important. Now, I read the Green Party's platform the, the whole way through and checked it out and followed the debates and everything. And, of course, the thing that really attracted me to, to, to the Green Party was the commitment to er, er, making everything sustainable uh, economically, environmentally, but also they were really public and clear about their support of legalization of marijuana for small personal consumption and creating a, a system by which we can uh, commercialize it and tax it and, and this kind of stuff. Invest money in green energy sources in more ways than one. But the Greens really resonated me, with me. They ran a great campaign in which it wasn't all this backstabbing and attack ads, which you were seeing from all the other parties. The ads, if you didn't have the volume on, you wouldn't even know who the ad was about because they're just showing pictures of the competitors in kind of unflattering poses and poking at it them that way. And it was, so it was a little annoying, so big ups to the Green Party. Now, there's a lot of people who and websites vote for environment and all this who are saying you got to vote strategically and these writings are really close. And we need more liberals in there because the liberals are going to be, be better than conservatives. And, but I just have a hard time rolling that way. 
you got to listen to yourself at the end of the day. So when I rocked into the, the ballot box there, there's no doubt who I was going to vote for. However, Zad having a hoot afterwards, and my two friends I was hanging out with that live in the same district, the same riding, one voted liberal, one voted NDP. So there we are, the three lefties splitting the vote, just like the conservatives wanted us to. What do you do, right? What do you do? Is it the strategery or your conscious? I don't know, man. You're going to have to decide for yourself. But next up, oh, so the way this is all shook down tonight, did I tell you that already? Oh, geez, it's not very good news. Hold on, beverage. Short version is conservatives picked up more seats. Uh, last I, I, I saw, they're up to about 145. 155 gives a majority government, which would really be uh, horrible. Their liberals sort of stumbled. They lost a lot of seats, but they're still the second party, so they'll form the official opposition. The Bloc Québécois still over there being the peanut gallery. We just want to leave. We don't care about this other stuff. This lower the smoking age. Yeah, it'll be good. Yeah, I'm just joking. And uh, then the NDP, uh, they gained some seats over last year. I think they were up to 38 last I looked. And the Greens, alas, while a valiant effort with increasing the popular vote, did not gain a single seat at this time. I'm sorry to report. But, you know, you gotta, you got to be hopeful for the future. Really, the other thing that's really important about what the Greens were pushing it for is proportional representation. What this would do is allow people to vote for a first, second, or third, and they would keep counting basically until kind of a runoff election style until someone had over 50% of the vote uh, on a weighted scale. And, and uh, that's one way of looking at it. And, and what that would do is allot the, mem- the members of the House of Commons by popular vote rather than by sp- specific writing. So I, I got to do a little bit more reading on that because I don't want to make myself look like a dumbass here, right? It's very important that I keep, uh, keep up the appearances of extreme intelligence. Now sit down in class. Next up, voting in the United States. But first, I'm going to need a big hoot for that because it's this, unlike the, the svelte Canadian ballot, accompanied by the reams of paperwork they had to document who you were, the U.S. package came in a big, thick envelope, and it's got like a couple newsprint books full of stuff. And I got the same packet for the primary elections, and then a big, long ballot where I'm voting for everything from governor to coroner to uh, dog catcher. But you know, I'm gonna have to, I'm gonna have to abstain from some of that voting because really, as being. Uh, not someone who lives in the states. I don't really think it's a good idea for me to be voting for uh, local elections, which, and I think actually, I'm, you know, I do it just for hoots, but uh, really that's the way the law works. I don't know if they just sent me the, the wrong ballot or whatever. I can vote for things that uh, are federal, so president and like senators and congresspersons and stuff, but I don't know. Maybe there's some documentation there. I'm going to pause and then we'll get into that. We can sniff you out, you know. So join the struggle while you may. The revolution's just an ethical hair cut away when you're waiting for the great leap forwards. My name's Billy Bragg. I'm from Barkin, Essex. Thank you very much. Good night. Well, moving along to the U.S. portion of Uncle Weed's Votorama 2008. Almost time for another beverage. Uh, all right, so I've got this big envelope from the States. It starts off the top, how to mark your ballot. you got uh, some instructions about how to 
scribble in the circle. You can't put an X, you can't put a check mark, you can't not fill in the circle completely or only have it blobby. It has to be perfect. You can't cross out the name. Uh, so there's a lot of rules. So at voting there, Canada, the, the guys were standing by in case I have a, had a soiled ballot, they called them, and in which case they would give me a replacement. But I'm not allowed to use a gel pen or a pencil, so now I've got to find a dark ink pen. <clears throat> Oddly enough, I have a pen here with a Canadian flag on it. Purely coincidence. Certainly didn't plan any of this. All right, so it's uh, legal as opposed to letter size sheet. Both sides are covered here. And uh, I've got a booklet to go along with it with all the information and all the candidates have their statements and whatnot. Ooh, and there's a special offer for FedEx. Uh, we'll uh, send it back for a greatly reduced or free rate. And I got the state of Washington voters pamphlet and then the general election voter pamphlet. Okay. Okay, so this one here is all the lo this one here is all the local candidates. Uh and then here's the one here's the one with the uh for the federal stuff. So Canadians may have not ever seen one of these, but it's like a whole, like, uh, uh, it's, it's very personality-driven in the States, and people bitch about it or might say it's wrong, but it's the truth. It's all about biography and the personality and the, uh, the personal appeal of the candidates, right? And in Canada, it's all about the policies. I don't know any of the candidates' wives' names or who they got for kids. You hear about Stefan Dion's dog because his name's Kyoto, as the only time Kyoto's ever mentioned in Canada anymore, thanks to the conservatives and their beloved oil tar sands. <sighs> grumble, grumble. But in the States, you get a whole little uh, background where they went to college, related experience. It's like a little resume for each of them. And they got a little picture, and they're looking all serious. Uh, so... So... In the here on the U.S. ballot, and people talk about the two-party system. And of course, it's only really been two parties in the last uh, known history. There were some other ones back in the day, but on my ballot here, I got uh, Barack Hussein Obama and Joe Biden, Democratic Party. John McCain, Sarah Palin. Okay, everyone knows that. And then Ralph Nader's on the ballot again. Didn't really get much uh, uh, love or attention. Whereas 2000, when it looked like. The left revolution was on in, in the States, and, and Ralph Nader had a great campaign going and really pushing Al Gore, and people still gripe and moan about him taking votes and all that. It wouldn't have really made a difference, let's face it. The Republicans were determined to steal the election no matter what. But that's not all. You have Gloria LaRiva and Eugene Perrier, who are the Socialism and Libertarian Party, Liberation Party nominees. I was going to say socialist, Socialists and Libertarians. I don't know. Kind of odd bedfellows, but... The Libertarians have Bob Barr and Wade A. Root. Chuck Baldwin and Daryl L. Castle are representing the Constitution Party. And Cynthia McKinney and Rose Clemente finishing up with the Greens. And then there's a write-in uh, place where you can also have to include their uh, party. So 
Washington passed some electoral reform laws, not to get too far ahead of things here, but it's interesting because the it's whoever two in the primaries, whichever two candidates get the most votes uh, are the ones, but they're not listed as officially affiliated with their party. There, it, it will say, like for the governor, Christine Gregoire prefers Democratic Party and Dino Rossi prefers GOP Party or the write-in and so on and so on. And it's like that for all of them. So it's a little bit confusing and uh, uh, I don't know what to make of it all. But the big vote and the big part of the decision, all that, is for president. And uh, I, like many of you, have uh, perhaps have followed along and gone through the roller coaster ride, but I'm seeing it from afar and very glad that I, despite the conservative government up here where I had hoped for better, uh, it's, it's, there's a lot more to like up here. Let's just uh, be frank about that right now. But I want to do my part to change shit in the world and change shit in America and, uh, and really prevent more badness from happening. Because talk about gloomy times in America. You know, it's uh, it's not easy, right, when you're uh, trying to make ends meet and all that. But you've heard all that in the in the elections. The thing that's driving me nuts, right, I want to really like Barry, Barack. And uh, I want to really like him. That guy's a great or- orator, 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 talker to the people. And he's clearly very intelligent. He knows law. He knows the Constitution. Uh, but there's a few things that concern me, but again, this is me with my, uh, unrealistic expectations. He talks about clean coal, nuclear. I'm not sure which is the proper way. They always make fun of George Bush for the way he says nuclear. And I'm not sure if I say it right. I'm not sure how it's supposed to be pronounced, frankly. Um, and Joe Biden is an old drug warrior. He was right up there saying, let's make the office of the drugs are, and, and marijuana and cannabis and medical marijuana and all this hasn't even come up as an issue this election. I mean, there's all these other things What with war and pestilence and damnation smattered across the, the face of the planet and this ideological struggle between the, re- the, the reactionary far-right fundamentalists in America. Uh, there's bigger things to, I guess, think about in some ways, but... Um, I guess what I'm expressing here is I'm a little bit cynical, right? Um, when you start talking about these these vague timetables, and I guess the U.S. is just a, a, a hard beast for me to, to really understand, but it all comes down to just wanting more. Now, I think Barack can really deliver some good stuff, but I also can't shake the feeling that the Republicans have a crafty plan in mind. Uh I don't know what it is, but it, it was Florida. Then it was those diebold machines in Ohio. Maybe some fish is going to go down to Pennsylvania or Michigan this year. But while I would like to support the Green Party candidate in America uh, to help their efforts along, and I also am cool with the Green Party because it's like an international party, right? There's Green Party people sitting in parliaments in different countries. They're not all affiliated or whatever, but it's like it's an international, global kind of thing, right? And I don't want to sound all hippy-dippy, but I'm, I'll am i gladly wear that title. Uh, it's like, it's a global economy, man. And it's like, people all got to get along. And the, the more we reduce borders, and the more we reduce barriers, and the more people intermingle and hang out and ha- travel and have food together and get to know each other and work alongside each other, the more peace there's going to be in the world, right? And this whole isolationist attitude and uh, unilateral attitude 
the time for that is done. And I just want to see a little bit more of that, you know, all this crap about about the ideological struggle. And to have seen the... Uh, I'm not going to get in the fucking economic depression of the world. I'm just bumming myself out here because I'm a little ticked about the way things are going down. Here I am. I'm going to suck it up. Vote for Barack the Rock. There you go. Joe Biden. And... Uh, and just kind of grin and bear it. Uh, well, there's also some uh, some initiatives here on this ballot that I really should probably look at. There's some long-term services, and there seems to be like a, an adult uh, euthanasia initiative on here too, and something about high-occupancy vehicle lanes. Uh, Washington has a lot of problems with transportation, but like I said, I don't think I should be voting for this shit, right? Because, like, uh, these people don't represent me anymore because I don't live in their district. Uh, so I feel like I'm taking advantage of the system. So I think I'm going to have to mull that over and consult with the Unabonger to get his advice in case there's some really good close races that I could help out on. Like this guy, this douchebag Doug Sutherland, who's the commissioner of public lands. Oh, my God. I met that guy, and he's the wheeze, dude. He is the wheeze. But I also don't know the guy running against him, so I was kind of selling myself short. But that being said, you got no excuse not to be educating yourself, picking a candidate that best exemplifies your standards and what you want to see in the world, supporting that candidate to the point that you feel comfortable. It doesn't have to be a big deal. I'm not someone who goes and spreads money around because that's just, you know, uh, I'm not one of those kind of dudes, right? But uh, you got to take this shit seriously. There's some crazy uh, There's some crazy times going on in the world, so you at least got to try to curb the cynicism just a little bit and I know this sucks right because like I'm totally feeling the buzzkill right now from the way things are going down but shit what do you do right you just got to keep on trucking and hope for better times ahead and well you know what don't hope for better times ahead just make the times that whatever it is this moment right now just make it as good as possible savor each time you can go out for a walk get a nice breath of air and uh, you just got to, when times are, are, are down, man, you just got to figure out some, some things to be grateful for. Sometimes that ain't easy, man. I'll tell you that for sure. But what do you do, man? Stand up, all victims of oppression, for the tyrants fear your might. So hard to your possessions For you have nothing If you have no rights Let racist ignorance be ended For respect makes the empires fall Freedom is merely privilege extended Unless enjoyed by one So, this evening, starting four hours ago, I voted in two countries, 
had several bong hits. Extolled upon you dear people, my uh, fragmented nuggets of wisdom. So I'm going to go make another hot toddy and go nurse this haggard old cold. Man, it's been so long since I had a cold, man. I thought I was invincible to this year. It's been a rough one, man. But like I said, there's better times ahead. You've been shooting along with Uncle Wee and his wild.